0: Welcome to the Inspire Church podcast. We hope this message will equip and empower you to reach your God-given potential. Inspire Church is all about loving God, loving people, and inspiring our world. Visit inspirechurch.com.au for more information. So number one, the first thing is commit. That's where it starts. Are you willing? That's the first question always. People have come into our office and many times been seeking help for their marriage. And I always think the same, ask the same question all the time. What do you want? Are you committed to this? Oh, yes, I'm committed. Well, if you're committed, you have to do the work. Because you're not committed until you're committed. In other words, standing at the top of a diving board is not a commitment to jump into the water. You're not committed till your feet leave the diving board. And so many times we climb up the diving board and go, I'm here, I'm committed. No, you're not. You're not committed till you jump. And that's how you have to be with relationships. I'm all in. Not if you guarantee me this is the outcome. Because many times we'll commit if we know exactly where this is going to land. And we have to let go of the outcomes and just be committed to the process to get the progress that we need. So, in Proverbs chapter 16 and verse 3, it says, Commit your work to the Lord and your plans will succeed. It may not succeed exactly the way we think it's supposed to, but God knows exactly where to land this thing. And you know what? Commitment means this thought that every single relationship, every great relationship, will have had ample opportunity to quit. Anything worthwhile is hard work. Anything worthwhile. And so there's many times you might think, is this worth it? If you had asked me many years ago, is this worth it? I would have thought, no, throw this relationship out and start over again. Would have seemed easier to me. And yet God had a better way, a higher way. a die to myself, live unto Jesus' way, which seemed like a lot of work. But, you know, 43 years later, so grateful, so thankful, I committed. We both committed. And because we both committed, God has been able to do a great work. There have been other relationships in my life that have been complicated and difficult. And I'm like, oh, do I need this? And you know what? It's not really up to me whether I need it or not. I give it to God and say, God, what do you want me to do in this relationship? And if I hear his words, commit to the process, I'm committed. Sometimes we get into a church and you fall in love with church. Everything is perfect. I love this place. I'm home. And you are. But you know what? Home is complicated sometimes, and there's certain things that don't go the way we think they should. And all of a sudden, you have to ask yourself, "Am I committed?" Because you're not committed until you're committed. I know that's deep. But you know what? You don't know how committed you are until you have a good chance to leave. That's the test. You're not committed when it's easy. You're committed when it's hard. When nothing about it feels comfortable and easy, that's where you know the test of commitment. And so if you want to make progress in your relationships, in any relationship, commit to the process. And when you do, you'll see the progress you're longing for. Here's a great thought out of this. Commit your work to the Lord. In one translation in the Hebrew, it says, roll towards. It's a great picture. Roll towards the relationship. And, and I'm sorry, but I'm going to bring this little example out. I still remember in our early years of marriage, I just, that, getting in that bed, I would roll as far as I could when I was mad at him towards my corner don't touch me, I don't even want to feel or hear you breathe, that sense of, and then we got a king size bed, and it went to a whole nother level, that the, the chasm between us was massive, because we started with a teeny little bed, and then it just like, I'm way over there, and I'm not coming close to you, and I just, this picture of, love is a heart that moves, it's roll toward the relationship. In the car when you're like looking out the window and I don't want to talk to you right now. It's that none of you know what I'm talking about. I know that. You're all like really love Jesus a lot. And, but you know, it's that turn towards and just hold their hand. And it just melts ice. It's not that hard, but that's what commitment looks like. And it's only commitment when it's not easy. And so number one, commit. Roll towards. Number two, check your own heart. We're so busy checking everybody else's heart, and God's like, want to have a look at yours? Want to see what's going on in there? Not really, God. Just tell him or tell her what they're doing that's so wrong. And God's like, yeah, I'll take care of them on their own, turn, you know, with them, but I'm looking at your heart right now. And one of the best lessons I ever learned, that is your heart will affect everything you do. Everything you do. Proverbs chapter 4 and 23. I can't hardly ever get through a message without coming to this scripture because I do think it's the crux of life. And it says, above all else, guard your heart. For everything you do, everything you do, everything means everything, you do flows from it. Because if your heart isn't healthy, church, your relationships won't be either. The health of your relationships will come out of the health of your own heart. And so one of the other scriptures that has been one of the greatest gifts that God's ever given me is found in Psalm 51, verse 6. It says, you desire truth in the inmost being, and in the hidden part you will make me to know wisdom. This is where sometimes, we sang it earlier in, in just this last song we sang before, How Great Is Our God. Talks about, help me to see truth when I can't find it. See, sometimes we can't actually see the truth of what's going on. Sometimes it's obvious to others, but we're blind to the own, our own situation. And you know what? I've made a decision as a woman of God. I would rather have God point out my failures than others. Now, sometimes others do. Glory, hallelujah. But uh, the truth is I'd rather have God show it to me. So when I'm having, a, you know, just a, my heart's funky and I can't get peace and something's just off, I've learned, go to God and ask him to show you what's going on. And you know what? The Holy Spirit is magnificent at telling you how you can change and grow. He's not going to tell you everything that's wrong with other people, but he sure will illuminate your own heart to you. And there have been so many times when I've just said, God, help me to know truth in my heart. I don't want to have this here. What's going on? And he'll show me there's unforgiveness. You have a root of bitterness here. You need to let go of this, and you need to embrace this. The Holy Spirit will teach you. He's, he'll guide you. He'll lead you into truth. And I want to know the truth. You know, when you're 61 years old, like I am, you kind of want to get to a place where you're not acting like a teenager or a five-year-old anymore, and just like, I want my way. It's not attractive. It's not attractive on a five-year-old, but it's way worse on a 61-year-old. And so I just, I would rather go to God and just say, help me. What is that, God? What is the breach in my relationship? Is there something that I can change in my own heart? Because if there is, I want to do that. So number one is commit. Number two is check your own heart. Number three is cooperate and collaborate, which means to join forces, work together, team up in partnership and teamwork, which means make a partnership with the people that you're building with. Understand, God puts you in relationship and for a purpose, and if it was easy, everyone would have glorious relationships, which is your first clue that the enemy hates you having strong, God-breathed, Holy Spirit-infused relationships. There is a war on your relationships that have kingdom purpose. So don't be surprised if all hell comes against your marriage, or against your family, or against your friendship. Hello, we have an enemy. So, our job is to collaborate, to communicate, and come together rather than be driven apart. Get a clue that the enemy is in, trying to destroy you and just put your foot down and say, Enough already. Devil, you're not going to win. You need to get an attitude with the devil, he's already defeated. But you need to enforce his defeat in your relationship. So often what we do is we just open up the door by grumbling, complaining, gossiping, or whatever about the relationship. What we need to do is shut our mouths down, open up our hearts to God, and then realize we're on the same team. And what are we going to do to take the enemy out? John and I discovered years and years ago when we first started doing marriage conferences, we'd have the biggest fight ever driving to the conference. Well, that's great. Here you are, speakers, John and Helen Burns, who just had a big old fight on the way in. We got really smart, though. We began to realize that the devil is trying to get us apart. And so we got very savvy with how the enemy works. And we got really good, not just in those situations, but in every situation where I want to, where there's tension to just decide we're going to collaborate on this and realize you're not my enemy. And just bring peace into the situation. Blessed are the peace Makers, And so in that situation, rather than allow the devil to wreak havoc, invite the Holy Spirit in, work together. Rather than thinking they're your enemy, realize you have an enemy, but it's not that person. It's the enemy. Identify his work in there and and just consider it null and void in your life. Come together, bring peace into the situation, and then progress. I think one of the most glorious ways that we progress in our relationship is when we come to a place of just overcoming the enemy over and over and over again. It begins to feel really, really great. Like, hey, we're on the winning team because we are. The enemy's defeated. The only power he has is what you give him. So why would you let him work in your relationships? Why would you, him let, why would you let him take out your families or your, your friendships or your marriage? You have to get, get really irate with the devil, if you will. Put him in his place and say, not here, not now, not ever. You just have to get feisty about it. And we're good at that today. And so we're not fighting on the way. You'll be happy to know we were quite peaceful coming here tonight. And flying on the plane for 15 hours. We were fine coming. Why? Because we have a mission in life. And we're not going to let the devil take us out. All right? So cooperate and collaborate. In Matthew 5 and 9, it says you're blessed when you can show people how to cooperate instead of compete or fight. That's when you discover who you really are and your place in God's family. And the Bible teaches us, be angry, but don't sin. Don't let the sun go down on your anger. Do you know anger is not always a negative emotion? Sometimes you think, oh, it's terrible to be angry. No, no. The Bible teaches us, be angry, but don't sin. There's some things we should be angry about that are injustices in this world. We need to take on the enemy and, and, and let your anger be used towards fighting the real enemy. Not each other, but the devil. Number four quickly is communicate. A favorite quote of mine, I heard this a few years ago, and after I read it, I just, I think I laughed out loud because I think it's brilliant. And it's George Bernard Shaw. He said, The single biggest problem in communication is the illusion that has taken place. So you think, Well, I, I told them how I feel. They know what I'm thinking. Maybe they don't. And unless you've properly communicated, which actually means to be clear, about what's going on, not hiding. The lowest level of understanding is assumption. Well, they should know what I thought. Tell them what you think, tell them what you're feeling. Be brave with your communication with one another. And because until we're brave enough to open up our heart, and if God puts you in a marriage and God puts you in a family, you don't have an option. Be great at communicating. And you might think, well, I've never been good. My family didn't communicate. Who cares what happened in the past? That might have set you up um, to be where you are today. But you know what? Take authority. Well, that's not the culture I grew in. I don't care what culture we grew up in. John and I grew up in completely different cultures, which actually contributed greatly to the demise of our marriage when we let it when we realized we were raised differently it didn't mean one was right and one was wrong we had to figure out what was the culture of our marriage, not the marriage of our parents or the marriage of the culture we grew up in, no, what's our culture and then communicate your way towards health, which means you're going to have to be vulnerable, you're going to have to be open, you're going to actually have to be concise about what you want and be consistent and the last point, and it might be one of the most important, is celebrate Celebrate the wins along the way. One of the greatest guarantees that we are going to progress is the fact that we're celebrating the wins. Maybe we're not where we want to be. John and I aren't where we want to be. There's not one relationship in my life that's perfection. I have to say there's a few that are pretty close to perfection, but, you know, there's no relationship that's perfect. It just isn't. And so... Some of my relationships feel amazing, but not all of them. There's some of mine right now that feel like a lot of work, but they're, they're improving. They're getting stronger. Some relationships for seasons are heavy. They're like, "Ugh. And there's some of the people in my life that I'm carrying right now. I think, "Can't you just carry yourself?" But they can't right now. They're flailing. So I'm committed. I'm communicating. I'm invested. I'm going to do whatever it takes. And then there's other relationships in my life right now. I'm not sure where they're going to land. Some have been broken. Some have just walked away. But this is my part. I'm not going to walk away from them. They may not be safe to have in my life right now. But I'm not closing my heart. Because I believe in a God who can do miracles in the most desperate of situations and I'm not sure where you are with your marriage your family your friendships today I'm sure you have relationships in all of these situations some feel pretty great some feel like they're a lot of work and some feel like they're broken but I believe in every situation when we invite the Holy Spirit in he can have his way and miracles can happen no matter what. My goal isn't perfection. It isn't, but my goal is progress. I want to progress in my relationships because the way of a good person is like the light of dawn, growing brighter and brighter until full daylight. Though we could walk around in the dark and they can't even see what's making them stumble. And I pray that we would be willing to have our eyes open and say, God, would you help me with this? God, my heart's hurting here. Sometimes we don't want to open our heart to someone because we've been hurt before well welcome to plant to the planet the universe relationships are not uncomplicated they are complicated but with god we can make them easier and progress can be evident thank you for listening to this life transforming message for service times upcoming events or to find out more about inspire church log on to inspirechurch.com.au